0: Your Property Network magazine, the UK's leading magazine for active property investors, presents your property podcast, giving you access to some of the UK's most successful and influential property investors and developers. They will share with you their successes, failures, strategies, and tips. So whether you're an experienced property investor or just starting out, join us every week to help you plan your path to financial freedom. So let's get started with your host, Nina Hirons.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Property Podcast with me, your host, Nina Hirons. This week, I am really excited to be joined by someone who YPN work extremely closely with. Uh, She's got incredible experience and knowledge that I know she is always willing to share, Um, in fact, loves to share, and I'm really keen to learn a lot more about this phenomenal woman in property. So I am absolutely delighted to welcome Susan Alexander to the show. Hello. Hello. Hi Nina, how are you doing? Very good. How are you?
2: Fantastic. Thanks. I'm really
1: excited to be doing this with you. Fabulous. Right. I'm going to give you a really quick intro. So Susan, I know you're a really successful property investor, uh, an entrepreneur, a coach and a mentor. You're a businesswoman. You're a founder of The Property Mentor and uh, of course you're the host of YPN Manchester. But I really don't think there's anyone more more kind of relevant to give us a kind of intro to who you are than yourself. So uh, can you kind of tell us a little bit more about kind of you and kind of where you are today? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well,
2: um, obviously, as you say, I'm a property investor, so I, I have got a property portfolio. Where, where I am today is I uh, invest still in uh, buy-to-let property, not not as much. Um, I do at the moment uh, doing a little bit of commercial uh, property, commercial to residential in some cases, and, and tend to do slightly bigger projects rather than doing uh, a quantity, I try and do uh, a smaller number, but uh, more quality, if you like, if that's uh, fair to say. Um, but my main focus uh, really on a day-to-day basis, I spend time uh, in the property mentor, I'm founder of the property mentor, and we help other people on their property investment journey. So just like me, they can become financially free uh, we help coach and mentor other people to their financial freedom. And I say we because um, whilst I'm the founder of The Property Mentor, we do actually uh, bring on board other coaches and mentors who also can help other people uh, build their property investment portfolios. Um, we have some great coaches who will really help people get the best out of themselves and that's what's important when you want to do well.
1: Of course. Okay. Uh, Obvious. Okay, so kind of that's kind of a really brief overview. Obviously, obviously, we'll go into more detail a bit later on. But um, can, can we sort of go back to the very, very beginning? You know, it's always really interesting to kind of find out kind of how everything started. And you know, we talk about this property journey and we talk about this property bug. So, kind of where did it start for you?
2: Uh, well for me it started um- pr- probably when i was really young I, uh, I i was also interested in in wealth really and um I, you know who who isn't interested in in becoming wealthy and uh you know my my uh, family i'm not from a a, a wealthy family um but you know, uh, I certainly wanted to aspire to become wealthy and so I got a real interest in property uh, in my late teens um, uh, I started off uh, doing some stocks and shares investing and realized then uh, when I bought my first property that I, I could make money not just from the, the property value going up, but also um, renting out a couple of rooms uh, in my property. So it, it was something that I, I learned uh, fairly early on, uh, late teens into my early 20s. And um, really what what happened was that uh, in my day job uh, later in, in years, I wish I'd started a little bit earlier on, but um, when, when I got a bit older, um Done lots of travelling and things like that. Came back and was in a day job, and and my day job kind of took me to different places. So I, I was in HR and human resources, and um, I, I started uh, working at, at different companies. You know, every every couple of years I was being headhunted to a different company. I was involved in company startups, so I had a fairly sort of specialism in in that area and. I kept my my properties that I lived in and moved on and and bought another one and rented the the first one out. So that that was kind of my first sort of, if you like, dabble into property. I didn't see myself as a proper property investor at that point. I had a couple of buy-to-lets more as an accidental landlord. Um, And then... Uh, back in 2006, uh, I was, uh, it seems like forever ago, well it was, uh, it's a long time ago, uh, I was being t- I told that uh, I had to make lots of people redundant, I had to close uh, sites uh, in the company that I worked for and it was consolidating and then I had to make myself redundant at the end of it and that's when I decided to take property much more seriously and uh, I really got into property at that point um, and and just got myself educated, got myself people around me that really knew what they were doing, built a a really strong team uh, of of support and and help and and really got myself a plan that I could work to and in that year, the first year that I did property properly, uh, I bought 11 houses, I I went on a bit of a shopping spree Um, I had a single strategy, I worked exactly the same strategy over and over again, Uh, a little bit like a cookie cutter, just kept doing the same thing over and over again, because I only had £20,000 of my own money, so I had to be quite resourceful and I had to learn how to do things quite quickly, and I bought 11 houses, and um, I still have
1: all of those properties today. What, whoa, that's one one hell of a shopping spree. (laughs) Um, (coughs) I mean, I mean, obviously that, you know, that, that, that is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And and what I, what I love is the fact that, you know, you, you did start really young, you know, they, you know, I think it's really easy for people to make excuses, you know, they're too young, they've got no experience, they don't know what to do. And I think everyone always thinks it's really easy for, you know, for person A, because they've got loads of money. But you know, you just said that, you know, you only had 20,000 pounds, you know, that's not a lot of money, yet you managed to buy, you know, your, your 11, you know, 11 houses. So kind of, you know, in in your experience, if somebody was out there thinking, I really, really want to get into property, you know, obviously, you know, you got made redundant, you almost kind of had to make that jump into property. But, you know, that isn't necessarily the case, you know. So what advice would you give to somebody if somebody hasn't got a lot of money, if no money at all? where, Where do they start?
2: I mean, I think it's it's quite interesting because, you know, when, when I look back on my story and I, I think, you know, if somebody had told me I was going to buy 11 houses in 12 months when I first started on the journey, I would never have believed them, especially since I, I didn't have the funds to do it. Um, so so part of that was uh, about getting the education to, to learn how to do those things. So that, that's definitely one of the first steps. The other part was really about having, having a mentor that was, I was able to work with um, who really I, I was able to get that support because and, and I get this with a lot of my clients is that one, it's great to get the education but sometimes people get the education and they still don't really know what to do with it to put it into practice so I say to people, when, when you get started, is, you know, get the right help, really. And part of that right help is, if you don't have the confidence to go and do it yourself, make sure that you work with someone else that can help you take those steps forward. Because it, it's all very well getting the knowledge, but knowledge is nothing unless you take the action. And so where, where you start, really, is, is to get, get the knowledge, but have a plan around what you're going to do and get some help to implement that plan. Because without the implementation, you are not going to move forward.
1: Yeah, of course. you know, obviously you've been you've been really, really successful. You do. Know, you seem quite logical. You know. Yeah. You know. I'm a bit of a planner, so I know how important you know these plans are. Um, you know, and I'm really lucky to talk to lots of people that have been successful. But obviously, you know, this isn't the case for everybody. You know, and everyone makes the transition into property aren't necessarily sort of successful. So, what do you think it is that kind of makes somebody kind of achieve and do so well in property? You know, what do they need to do? You know, do they need to have certain qualities? Do they need to kind of set goals, have a plan? You know, again, what would your kind of advice you know be to somebody
2: yeah i mean i think it, it's property is no different to anything else if you want to be successful you have to be very clear about what it is that you're trying to achieve so the first thing is to have a goal um and, and you know some some people are they they set a goal Um, But they don't have a really strong reason why against it so you know one of the things that I would really recommend and certainly we work with our clients right at the very beginning because if you don't get this sorted at the beginning the chances are you are not necessarily going to succeed as quickly as you want to Um, it's about understanding why do you want to do it what is it that you want to do and why. Um I meet a lot of people that will, will set a, an arbitrary goal. Like, you know, I, I meet people that say to me, Well, I want to make ten thousand pounds a month. And I say to them, Okay, you break down for me, what does that ten thousand pounds mean to you? Because it's easy to pick a number out of the air and it's not so easy to achieve it if it doesn't mean anything. So if it means something to you so let's say, for example, your, your expenses are £5,000 a month and you want to buy a new car and that's going to cost you £2,000 a month or, well, depends on what kind of car you're going <laughs> to buy. But, um, you know, uh, it's, it, it's, it's about working out quite specifically what do you need and, and why. And, you know, it doesn't have to be your first goal doesn't have to be the big number. It could just be simply, you know, a number that is replacing your income so that you're giving yourself that ability to survive without having to go to work. Because if you can achieve that, guess what? You can achieve much, much more. But set yourself a goal that has a really strong reason why behind it. And and that's why most people that are successful, you know, ultimately they succeed because they're very passionate. They understand why they want to do what they're doing.
1: I mean, you you can hear that kind of passion in your voice, and that's what I love about people in property. Yeah. You know, you genuinely love it. You know, you can you can hear yourself kind of you know you know sort of exuberating this kind of passion. So you know, like I said, obviously go. you know, I keep saying about, you know, obviously you have been very successful. You obviously know your stuff, but kind of what do you accredit kind of to your success? You know, is there an amazing book that inspired you? I know you've kind of talked very briefly about kind of education programs and kind of mentoring. So, you know, is there somebody that, you know, particularly inspires you or is there something that's really kind of giving you that drive?
2: I think, um, you know, for me, I, I find that um, I'm, I'm very self-motivated, but I, I uh, would accredit my success to lots of different people, really. I've been inspired by many people throughout the years uh, in property and and prior to that. Um, You know, I've I've had lots of different mentors along the way. Um, You know, I've listened to lots of different books. So, you know, there's a whole raft of people, Um, Tony Robbins, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Jack Canfield, Um, The Success Principles, one of my favourite books, um, Jeff Olsen, The Slight Edge, uh, again, a, a real favourite of mine, uh, because it's all about the small steps that make the big difference in the end. Um, and, and, you know, the people that have inspired me, the, there are so many people along the way that really have inspired me that I, I think what, what uh, is really important, because different people will inspire you at different times, it's, it's having a role model or a mentor that can help you for where you are right now. And if you can find the person that will help you on your journey right now, that right this minute, to, to help you step out and do what you need to do, then, you know, you will need somebody different at a different point. Because, you know, the same person can't be all things to you necessarily. It's a little bit like when you're in a relationship, you know, your relationship it, it will work for your personal purposes and words for that but that, that person doesn't necessarily serve every purpose um, and it's the same when you have business relationships you have to find the different people that are going to help you along the way um, and, and that's about you understanding what do you want to achieve now and who can best help you with that journey
1: yeah yeah of course um of course. you know obviously you know we're, we're talking a lot here about kind of you know how you're helping other people but can we can we sort of go back a little bit more to kind of let's talk about more about you um you know obviously you know your goals and your achievements so if I was kind of to say to you what do you think your biggest achievement um has been in property but not only in property but in personal because you know again we've kind of you know you spoke very briefly then about having these goals and you know perhaps somebody's goals might be to own a good car or they want a better house or they want more holidays kind of so so yeah so what what is your biggest achievement kind of on a property level then on an and on a sort of personal level
2: gosh that's a that's a big question yeah. um, <laughs> i think um uh, you know i have had so many different achievements i i kind of get up daily and pinch myself i'm so grateful for what i've been able to achieve um you know because if you'd said to me when i when i started uh doing doing property um you know i was going to be doing this and and inspiring others and and helping other people to, to achieve financial freedom once I'd achieved it myself. I would never have believed that. So, you know, even just to be in a position to um, to have achieved financial freedom and to be building the businesses that, that I have and, and to keep being able to do that every day. I'm, I'm so grateful for, for that because I absolutely love what I do and I love helping other people. So, you know, for me, my biggest achievement is being able to really go out and do what I want to do. There are, there are so many other things that, that are more kind of materialistic uh, that you could put down to being big achievements. But I really love the fact that I get up in the morning and I choose what I want to do. Um, you know, I'm a very busy person, but I, I have to admit that I'm not always very busy at work. You know, I, I do a lot of work. I work very, very hard. But my diary has a real mix in it of work and personal stuff. I You know, I don't work 24-7. Um, and and that's absolutely my choice. I I choose when I, I want to work, and I choose you know what I want to do, and when I do it. And yes, I do work very hard because you have to work hard if you want it to succeed. Um, but at the same time, it's my choice, and that is probably uh, both personally and professionally the 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 biggest achievement for me. Really, has been able to you know have that confidence and be able to go out and do to get to that point where I've got successful businesses, I've got successful property portfolio, um, and, and I get to choose and, and also I, I can buy things that I want to buy. You know, it's um, I, I you know, bought my Aston Martin, I, you know, buy buy the, the things that I, I choose. I'm not a a big kind of spendthrift person, but there are certain things in life that I really enjoy doing and um, like my golf and I, and I love doing that and you know next year I'm in, I'm in the process of planning my my trip uh, on a Harley-Davidson across Route 66 for next year um, and, and those are the lovely things that I that I get to do when when I want to do them so yeah I don't know if that answers your question but um, that, that's the things that matter to me.
1: Yeah. yeah, Oh God, a hundred percent. And I, I love your attitude. I think, you know, it's it's very easy and I quite often hear about kind of, you know, let's use this word entrepreneurs and, you know, they, they work, you know, 24 seven. And I think, I think it sounds like you've got an incredible balance and, uh, Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that's really, really inspirational, you know, but then, you know, we obviously, you know, you're talking very positively, um, but I'm, I'm kind of, you know, jumping the gun here, but I'm sure it hasn't all been completely plain sailing. You know, I hate the word, I hate the word failure, but you know, what you, you probably have faced issues along the way. So kind of, has there been anything in particular that you've kind of faced this really big issue and you've kind of been, oh, you know, this is really, really hard. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it hasn't been plain sailing the whole way or has it maybe you've been really lucky.
2: No, no, definitely not. It's it's not. (laughs) I I think, uh, you know, anyone, if you talk to them, honestly, in property, people that have succeeded, there are lots and lots of challenges. There are lots of things that you come up against that, you know, sometimes you feel like you hit a brick wall and, and you think there is no way forward. Well, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's your job to figure out how do you get round it, over it, under it, through it. Um, and, and every time you, you do these things, you, you think, oh gosh, you know, why am I doing this, da, da da you know, you, and then, you know, you pick yourself up, you remind yourself why you're doing it, you feel the passion and you, you crack on and, and you get, you get over it. I think that there, there are many challenges in property and that's one of the many reasons why you need to have really good support network and really good team and, and people that can help you, particularly if you're new, because these challenges sometimes they're not easy to overcome, and so you know it, it, it it's much much easier if you have somebody who can help you and support you through those things um my biggest issues um in in property are probably, i probably i think um the the biggest challenges i guess that I face is uh probably when i um trying to think but I would put it down probably to uh the challenges being joint ventures. I find it quite challenging sometimes in in a joint venture relationship because we we're, we're both different, or you know sometimes you might have two or three people involved, and you're all so different. And very often you come together on a joint venture um, for a particular venture or a particular reason, but you all come at it from different angles. So it can be sometimes when you face a challenge in a joint venture. It can be really quite tricky to overcome that because you you all come at it from different angles and you want to deal with it in different ways. And so that's when I found it the hardest because you've got to take into consideration many other people's situations before you get the solution to move forward. Um, and I like to take action and crack on with it and get it done um and so you know if if i'm having to kind of compromise and 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 find you know a, another way to work it, it can be done absolutely but i do find that quite challenging
1: that's, so that's probably my biggest issue ah, that's that's really interesting so um, kind of talking you know, moving to you know sort of talking around the subject of joint ventures, you know, as I mentioned, and we kind of talked about it very briefly, you are a very successful property investor. So can we just talk a little bit more about your kind of property portfolio? You know, what is your focus and strategy and why? Um, I'm probably asking you a million questions in one, but you know, what is it that drives you kind of with your property portfolio? You know, is it continually growing or have you got a nice portfolio that you just kind of manage and it just kind of ticks along? (coughs) Um, well, I, I
2: have a nice portfolio that takes along long, absolutely. Um, I, uh, what, what I tend to do, and I try and encourage people to think about this, is that I pick a different strategy for, so I'll have a goal, and then I pick a particular strategy to help me achieve that goal. Uh, rather than working on lots of different things at one time, so you know, rather than working on uh, single lets, multi commercial residential, lease options, rent to rent, whatever it might be, all at the same time. I will see what my goal is and say, what is the best strategy to help me achieve that goal in the shortest possible time? And I will use one strategy to get me there. So, for example, you know, when I bought my my Aston, um, I needed a lump sum of cash. And therefore, for me, that was doing some some problems. Property flip. So, so trading property, buying them, doing them up and selling them so that I could get pots of cash that would give me enough money to go out and buy my, my car. Um, if, you know, I need to increase cash flow, then I look at what's the best strategy for me to increase cash flow. Um, and, and also, you know, one of the things that I'm always really keen to do is to keep advancing personally. So at the moment, I'm doing uh, some work in the commercial side. Uh, both in terms of commercial properties to buy and hold, uh, so that we're re- you know leasing out to to people on a commercial front, um, and also doing uh, commercial conversions uh, to residential and to other uh, types of commercial facilities. So those are those are my goals at, uh, this year. And um, that, that's not so much driven, part of it's driven by money because I always have a financial goal. But the other part of it's also driven by me wanting to personally develop and, and understand different parts of the industry.
1: Okay, cool. Um, I, I don't know whether you can even answer this, but kind of is is there a favourite project that you've got? And if so, can you kind of talk <laughs> us through it, please?
0: Um,
1: favourite project?
2: So, so my favourite project was... Uh, Probably want to make HMOs uh, the HMO conversion that I did, which was a seven bed and um, that that was basically uh, just the, the reason that it's a good project one, one because I got such a great purchase price on it, so so we got uh, about forty percent below market value on the purchase price and then it was a really simple uh, conversion. Um, to, to turn it into an HMO uh, obviously haven't done them before it, it makes it a little bit easier um, but it, it was a really simple conversion good location um, wasn't, wasn't so sure the location would work particularly well because it's not, it's not in a location that you would traditionally think a hMO. Um, however it was it's a really well sought after area certainly if I was going to single let it it would single it all day long so although it wasn't a normal kind of multi-let area uh, I thought I'd give it a try and see because it was going to generate me a huge amount of money on a monthly basis um, We we turn it into a seven bedroom HMO and uh, it does exactly that so it, it's it's my favorite project from a point of view that it was uh, a really good purchase uh, below market value. It was uh, pretty straightforward to to convert. I mean, it took some time and, and money um, to convert it, but it, it wasn't a complicated conversion. Um, and had it not worked as an HMO, it wouldn't. I still wouldn't have been out of pocket if I'd had to go back to to letting it on a single let basis or to 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 do it up to sell it. Um, and and then it it rented out really easily and it's been filled for the last few years so um, yeah, it was uh, definitely one of my favourites because it was so simple, straightforward and it's made us so much money
1: Fab. Okay. So again, we're kind of, you know, quite often in a lot of these questions, you know, you keep talking about your goals. Um, so I'm really interested in kind of what are your future goals? You know, do you have some big master plan that you're working towards? Um, I know you've obviously just mentioned about, you know, your, your trip to that, you know, doing on your Harley Davidson, which sounds fantastic, but are you just kind of, you know, year by year kind of making goals and just kind of seeing how things go? Uh, no, no,
2: I, I do have uh, future plans. I, I try and sit. um, at least five years out, so so I start off with a bigger bigger picture thinking and I would really encourage uh, people to, to think about that. So, you know, think about, uh, I, I use a vision board um, and that, that's where I like, either draw, I, I'm not a very good artist, but I, I'll draw out what, what I'm thinking, what's in my head, or I will uh, just do some cut out pictures and, and put together uh, pictures on a board so that I've got some some vision of, of the future in terms of how I would like to see or things that I'd like to do and places that I'd like to go. Um, and that's my kind of, the, the bigger picture thinking that I can look at and see and and keep that, that sort of one eye on, if you like. And then what I do is I take it from that future goal element and then each year I'll kind of break down and look at, you know, which part of that are we working on this year? Uh, so that we're always working on on something it's great to be motivated I'm I'm such a passionate individual and uh, I I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have uh, something to work on uh, because I I really love doing uh, what I do and I love getting involved in property projects and I really love helping people it's such a a, a buzz to to see someone who you know has this passion to start in property doesn 't know where to start wants to get started and, and I can help them to to grow a portfolio to give them the life that they want to give uh, want to have so so you know that that 's always uh, certainly for for the foreseeable future and um, that 's always going to be part of of what I do because I absolutely love it so so yeah that that's that 's how I do the future goals and I, I look towards the future I always have that that bigger picture thinking and then break it down to work on it year by year
1: amazing um you know, again, sort of leading on from this, okay, so look, can we just talk a little bit more kind of about the property mentor? Um, what what can people kind of expect, you know, if they're working with you, <coughs> and, you know, perhaps explain a little bit more about the coaching and mentoring process for those who people who don't understand? Um, I know you mentioned very briefly about the education and, you know, whilst the education and property is amazing, perhaps people kind of do the education and kind of don't know where to go from that. So what what's the kind of difference between kind of what you're offering and kind of what the, the education programmes offer?
2: Yeah, i mean I, well i think um the the education programs are all uh really good i mean i know there are lots of good quality education programs out there uh what what we offer is different because our our focus is is more about how we help the individual so yeah we could absolutely run training courses um but what 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 i find is that if you can work with people more on an individual basis they they get better results because they, you're working on their goals and their vision and you're helping them break that down rather than getting very generic kind of information that could work for you or may not work for you. So, so rather than having to pick, well, do I go on a, you know, a lease option course or rent to rent course and, and try and make that work for me, what we do is we, we strip it back and say, well, what is it you actually want to achieve And then we find the right strategy for for you to achieve that in the quickest possible way, depending on what what time you have, what resources you have, finances, and and lots of factors that go into that. And we help you work that out so that we can then educate you in the strategy that's going to help you get there in the fastest possible time. And what, what we do then is that we Take you through that education in, in bite-sized chunks where we teach you then you go out and do we teach you you go out and do and we are there to answer your questions when you get stuck because very often that's what happens people get stuck I, I, i've got a client that i started working with five weeks ago and he has been amazed at the, the turnaround he's been trying to do this for the last couple of years been on some training courses and You know, in the last five weeks, he's got three option deals and at least option deals in the pipeline because I've just been able to walk him through and talk him through little steps that were he'd, he'd been taught, but he didn't quite know how to connect all the dots together
1: yeah it it you know you you're you're obviously very very logical and it's really really interesting, and you know it's fantastic, you know, like I said that passion in your voice to help other people, but you know going back again to kind of you you know how how do you manage your business in your time you know do you use specific tools um are there specific processes you follow you know is there kind of a typical day in the life of susan um kind of how, how like i said how how do you work personally if that makes any sense yeah, so,
2: yeah absolutely um so in terms of managing my, my time and business, I have a very uh, sort of structured uh, approach to it, if you like. So, so I, I use a, a default diary effectively. Um, don't know if you, I'll just briefly explain what a default diary is just in case anybody doesn't understand it. So if you think about um, defaulting elements into your, your week, um, for most people that work, uh, just to give you an example, your default might be that you go to work 9 to 5 Monday to Friday. And that, that's just defaulted in every day, every week, week in, week out. You may have some things that you do on the evening. So let's say you go to a class in the evening, a couple of evenings a week, then that becomes your default. That's what you do. So for me, what I do is I default certain elements into my week. So I break my week down into smaller chunks. Uh, so Mondays and Thursdays tend to be coaching days. Um, so I do do coaching on, on those days, though. It's not to say I won't do coaching on other days, but those are my default days. So that's the first days that I go to for those. Uh, Tuesdays tends to be uh, a day out of the office. So that can involve golf. It can involve uh, doing doing other things. It tends to be more of a personal day. Um, Wednesdays, I uh, tend to have staff meetings in the morning. And then in the afternoon, uh, I'm out of the office doing uh, property viewings investor meetings and any anything that's out of the office and then on a Friday I tend to uh, be you know doing things like working on my business um, looking at different aspects and, and different projects um, and or potentially on the golf course depending on what's happened it's certainly over the summer every Friday has been on the golf course so um, I, I work on my business on the golf course that that's kind of how I default it Um <laughs> But yeah, that, I, I start off with a default diary and then I have, uh, obviously I'm, I'm very fortunate now, I've built my business, I have a team and uh, therefore I have the opportunity to delegate a lot of things. Um, I've always tried to delegate as much as possible, so even if it's just you, I, I used to use outsourced PA services and, um, uh, or virtual assistants and that, that was always a really useful way to make sure that I was maximising my time so I could get them to do some of the things that I didn't then need to spend hours doing because they could do it much faster for me. And I'd really encourage people to think about that so that they can systemize their business because that's certainly, if you want to be able to do lots of things and still have time for you, you need to make sure that you delegate and you learn how to delegate Um, because that's really important. But that's how I I operate.
1: Susan, I literally... I literally could talk to you forever you know I'm kind of getting really drawn in and like I said you know that that kind of enthusiasm in your voice and you know I introduced you as a phenomenal woman and to be honest you know you you've, you've absolutely shown you know that that is exactly what you are um I love the fact that you've got such an incredible work balance I love the fact that you know you are doing so well you know you're, you're incredibly inspirational and whilst this has been a really whistle-stop tour and I know we will definitely schedule another interview very very soon because there are so many more things I want to talk about but if there is anybody listening and they're really keen to talk talk to you which I'm sure they are what's the best way for somebody to do that
2: Um, well there's a couple of ways that you can get in touch um we we have a website thepropertymentor.com and uh, you can get in touch with us through that. You can book a free coaching call if you want some help on your property journey. Then, you know, you, we, we're very happy to spend time talking with you and um, we'll, we'll have a free coaching call with you. Um, either that or you can email us if there's a specific uh, question or a piece of information that you, you need. Um, then email us at info at the uh, Equally, if you want to contact us on the phone, it's oh one two double four. Seven six zero two one three. So three different ways you can get in touch: either the website, thepropertymentor.com, or email info at thepropertymentor.com, or by telephone zero one two double four seven six zero two one three.
1: Bab. susan you're amazing thank you so much i know you are incredibly busy so i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and like i said we will definitely be talking again soon um all the information that susan's giving you i will put in the information uh, button on the itunes store and uh until next week thanks everybody for joining me and susan thank you so much thank you very much nina Let's talk soon bye bye bye
0: thanks for listening to your property podcast If you're looking to further your knowledge in property, why not download our free beginner's guide to property investing at www.yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash begin It contains everything from how to choose the property strategy that's right for you, through to how to raise funds when starting with none, and how to eliminate risk and maximize profits. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and never miss an episode by subscribing to our weekly podcast. Until next week.